like going spend my check all on my new bitch When they see me, they up, we on some new shit Domino effect, bitches fall when I flex Domino effect, bitches fall when I flex I might ride around the city in my hometown Show my baby off the bitches, let them I got it right on, though Okay. I was just okay. thinking, it, it's every time I open Audacity that my fucking audio fucks up for the Discord. I finally connected those dots. Yeah, as all we ask, I mean, you know, as long as you're you're consistent and, you know, everything is, you know, clean, uh, that's, what the, that's what the listeners want, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast. Um... Mayor of Smack City is uh, is alive and well. Uh, it's your boy TZ, aka Young TZ. It ain't easy being wheezy. If, if y'all didn't understand, it's it's an asthma reference. Because he has sports-induced asthma. That's why he could have, never be the baseball player I would have been. I used to have asthma as a kid. It's because you're a... Aka, I'd never take a shower. Without That's an disgusting. inhaler. <laughs> Without a loofah. <laughs> ah, shit. Wrong accessory. Hot fire. <laughs> What's that? Like a dialogue? Don't forget the super! <laughs> A.K.A. Big face in the evening, bitches. That's, that's, that's a brewery. A.K.A. Young Hovey. Hovey A.K.A. Childish Bambino. Who? A.K.A. Biracial Angel. Got about one with the Black Dad. Bing! AKA man like Chubbs at detail back when Ricky was doing up Teasdale I was doing dinner with TZ no matter I didn't what trust no one Drake where is that motherfucking album I'm going to be vaccinated I want to go out there and I want to be like I'm going to one dance but like whatever the 2021 version of I'm going to I'm going to one dance is what <laughs> the 2020 <laughs> 2021 dance. Bitch never gave me a lap dance. It's fucking wine jam. <laughs> but it's Drake punching in. Yo, Drake punching in raps would be so funny. Like, you know, it would be so fucking funny. AKA Color Nostradamus. No, you're not. You're a loser. AKA Mayor of Smack City. <laughs> which I am. Fuck yeah. Presidential candidate Smack City. We're I'm a little ahead of now. Maybe I'm Smack City too. I'm just jumping the gun, dog. I don't drink. I don't (laughs) smoke. I don't do heroin. I don't do meth. A little coke. But I don't like do anything crazy like that, you know. AKA Tepacomp. AKA Fat in the Hat. AKA Liger Woods. I missed him. Wish he was out there. It was it was a it was a sad masters without him, but it was a good masters. Just a headache. You're the you're the only person that said it's a good masters. Everyone else said it was boring. <laughs> like uh, because I I love Hideki. Hey, shouts to him. He was nervous on the first hole, and I thought he was gonna choke in the last hole. But hey, he got it done. That's all that matters. He did. W he is did a W. W is a W. It was like Jameis Winston. Eat that W. <laughs> AKA David Ortiz. AKA Stimmy Rollins. AKA Young Digerati. Mm-hmm. AKA Paji Beats. Yes, sir. AKA Chunkmaster Flex. Drop a motherfucking bomb on him. <laughs> AKA Grill Zaddy. Glizzy God. AKA Big Thick Built Bit. 
Savage. Mm, it's my third down back. Speaking of uh, football stuff, in that song, <laughs> in that song, there's a line where he's like, "Aaron Donald, it takes two or three bitches just to hold me," and I was like, "Wow, topical." <laughs> Apparently, it takes more. <laughs> AKA. Baby, don't be mad. You know how Trenton is. Yeah. So I didn't get. I finally got this reference, and I know I was like, "You're singing it wrong." So you work <laughs> on. Take it back to the shop and listen to the song a couple more times and sing it like him. So then all of our listeners will get the reference as well. Get on beat, he said. <laughs> wow. Okay. You know how it is. is. <laughs> First was Trenton in service area. A.K.A. He different. Mm, he's wearing a cardigan. <laughs> A.K.A. Mod of the year four times in a row across, across two, two channels. channels. And neither of them stream. Lies. A.K.A. Manager of the year 2020. You can't fuck with his golf store. He's the best at fitting clubs. I do have a pretty high fitting score on a scale of uh, one to five. What's what or is like it? What is yours? Four point eight eight. Four point nine three. Oh my god! Even better. Holy wow. shit! Are you the goat? Jesus, the goat, guys! Hey, get a load of this guy! <laughs> get a load of this guy! <laughs> <laughs> That's a goat. Okay. That That's a goat. <laughs> Bad it, bad it. Unless Edward in Nebraska. Someday you'll grow up, man. <laughs> AKA CEO of the Silly Goose Club. Honk. AKA Teasy McTeaserson. Funny thing about that, right? So I downloaded this app the other night. Uh, it's like this uh, like college basketball simulated thing or whatever where you just like coach a team but like it's just like a sim game where like you don't really do anything but you just pick players and hope that they end up being really good right uh i i name my manager tz mcteaserson yes good aka your 2032 presidential nominee man dude be better i i don't expect better to be honest i don't think you can be like a uh quiet but i mean I don't think you can be a leader of a nation and actually be good. Like, if you get thrown into it now, I think it's impossible. There's just yeah. too many, like, concessions you'd have to make on, like, random things. Yeah. Like, also, I feel like if you want, like, that amount of power, like, there's something kind of fucked up with you. Yeah. Like, Which is why I'm going to be so good when I start actually making my run. Like, I'm ready to just fuck everyone up. Except you, TZ. Tyrell, A.K.A. <laughs> well, TZ... Whoa, Teasy. Teasy! Here. <laughs> With <laughs> the homies. I'm going to do the Rico every time. He's got the... Teasy! <laughs> oh, Christ. It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Ishtamaza, a.k.a. Tyree Irving, a.k.a. Strong, Tall, and Handsome, a.k.a. You Best Believe I Churn, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. DJ Letter Grade Deduction, a.k.a. Coming in White Women Like My Name Baby Bunk, a.k.a. What? Suzuki Spliffy, AKA no. Color Selector, Color Corrector. AKA Glizzy God. AKA Comatosis Moses. AKA Soggy Soup Supplier. AKA Teton Titan. AKA what? Number One Runner, But I Don't Run. AKA Never. The Reason We're Recording on a Thursday. 
Damn AKA right. chairman of the Rockefeller Reservation. It's the Rock! AKA Louis Von Squidwilding Schnauzers. AKA Big T. AKA Six Consoles Hasapa. AKA Per K Fire. AKA Modding Twitch from the trunk of a clapped out Crown Vic of PM Paint and Blown Shocks. That's my AKA channel. Bigger Disaster than a Subaru Slide Sideways to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. RIP the Snoopy Float, you will be missed. No. AKA. Yuck. That was a cute one. It was. I didn't know what he. I didn't know which route he was gonna go there. His little little pause. That's like the. Yeah, sad I wasn't part sure what I was the, gonna do yet either. That's like the sad part of the goofy movie type of energy, not like extremely goofy movie when they're doing the competition. What up? It's Young Yosh, aka Fantasia, aka Ducky, aka Black. Mexican Simba, aka Short Native, but my dick tall, aka Black Falcon, aka Falco, aka Apple Cheeks, aka she call me Yosh when I'm tweeting. Call me Jordy when we fuck. Aka oh. Honey Jord, aka Hoodie Jordan. A.K.A. She sucked me clean in the Civic. Now my kids are on Broadway. <laughs> A.K.A. Damn, Jordy. A.K.A. Mainback Jordy. A.K.A. Clairvoyant Falcon. A.K.A. E.A. Falcon. It's in the wings. A.K.A. Chef Jordan Ramsey. A.K.A. Young Kyukihira. A.K.A. Jordy B. You know where I'm at. You know where I be. A.K.A. Baby Carrot Dick, but I still answer the fat deck. A.K.A. Father Yosh preaching the gospel of the hardwood. A.K.A. Frog Legs 31. A.K.A. Lord Pretty Falco Jordy. Pretty A.K.A. Big Pot Yosh. A.K.A. Latino Del Rey. A.K.A. Virgin Ablo. A.K.A. No it's ASMR. Yosh. I'm scraping my phone against the fucking the mic. Sometimes, sometimes I go outside and I scrape my dick against the fucking light pole just like this. Does not sound like that, despite me being hard as a diamond. AKA King of the Fall Guys. AKA Meryl Lobronto. AKA I'm winning. I'm dreaming. Dreaming. I'm inspiring. Inspiring. I'm silly. So silly. So, so I work hard. I get mine. AKA gotta hear both sides. AKA yep. Game Six in Boston. Game five in Detroit. Game six in Cleveland. Game seven in Golden State. Game seven in San Antonio. Game two in Toronto. Game one in Golden State. Game five in the bubble. Every single motherfucking time I get on this fucking podcast. Hey! Fucking games! And I don't, I don't care what any of you say. What? I don't give a fuck what any of you guys say out there. You got it? What are we, what are we saying? Not a single one of you guys. You guys are always out here. You guys are always online. You guys on the Twitter. You guys on the Instagram. You, you fucking... You, you on the TikToks. You on 4chan. Like, yeah, I shout out Tyrell. You guys out there, man. Like... You guys talking about the wettest, the grippiest, the gucciest, the fucking all that, the coochiest. Like, hey. The coochiest. <laughs> there is one undisputed champ when it comes to wet, gorilla grip, puss. And that is the god, Guff Girl, a.k.a. Sky, a.k.a. Golden Scar on her side. She keeps that K strapped. Fucking everyone appreciate her. Bars. And <laughs> give a shout out. To Sky. I love you so much. You and Mikasa. That's wild, dog. Can't believe you're giving her that type of uh type of power. Are you really that shocked? Not really. Yeah. Episode fifty two, baby. You already know what it is. Uh man, let me tell you what. Another another wonderful week. Uh full of music, full of life. We're here, we're alive. We're breathing. We're inspiring the the, the entire nation, uh, just by just by being here today, 
And so uh, let's let's not dilly dally anymore, huh? Let's get right into it. The reason why you're all listening is for that color of the day. Okay. It's the only reason, man. I so I hear I hear from a couple people they tune out right after you get it right because they're like, "Fuck, I thought this week was right. gonna be the week." Well, that that's the thing. They think he's that, gonna get it wrong every week. That's every week, though. I get it right every week, so what does it matter? I know it's kind of disappointing because it's like a dip in our fucking total viewers, but you know. You gotta do your thing. You gotta do your thing. You're the best. You're the best. So, the color of the day this week is Wonka Chrome. Okay, it's kind of it's conflicting in my opinion. Okay, Uh, yeah, go ahead. Sure. (laughs) So the glass elevator breaks through the ceiling, right? Yeah. Is this like a metaphor that like people cannot break through the glass ceiling? Like, the glass ceiling is going to stay intact no matter what. No matter how high you achieve, it's going to stay intact. <laughs> is this like a coded metaphor by, by Willie and the gang? Willie and the gang. <laughs> Are they trying to suppress minorities and women? Just everyone? Like, they don't, they don't think they can break through the glass ceiling? Like, that I mean, ceiling will bust through concrete before it, you can break through it? I mean, you've seen the fucking... You've seen the Oompa Loompas, and you've heard their backstory of... Oh, he just kind of took them from a fucking tropical island and forces them to work in his factory now? Like, hey man, hey man. it's not really a coded would, metaphor. Hey man, I don't touch the candy on the inside. I know what's at stake. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a good Samaritan. Like, I mind my business. I know my manners. My mama raised me well. Like, I don't have to worry about, like, disobeying any laws of Mr. Wonka's factory. Like, he offered me a free sample. No, no, I'm good. Laws of the factory, not rules, not guidelines, but laws. You that saw how big sovereign that sovereign nation into itself. You transpired, bro. You saw how big that fucking factory is. It's a goddamn nation. Yeah, you're right. There's an entire race of people enslaved in it. <laughs> what is it? This is America. <laughs> oh they won't God. catch me slipping though. <laughs> Does he have the plug in Oaxaca? Hey, so hey, Wonka hey, Chrome, okay. Hey. Try this, try this gum. Nah, nah, nah. I saw the movies, bro. <laughs> I ain't gonna be no blueberry. I'm gonna wash my diet. No so, uh, I, I, I would love to say that this is like a, uh, like a really shiny silver, right? But I, I, I can't, I can't get myself to do that. Okay. So when, when I think of Willy Wonka, we, we think of purple. All right, it's gonna be like a, uh, it's gonna be a very bright. I don't know if I'd call it bright, but like you, y'all have seen the Willy Wonka logo, and, and so uh, you know that that purple. Think of it as uh, not quite royalty, because like I would think like royal, like a royal purple would be a little darker uh, on that side of things. You know, a lot. A lot closer to like last week's color, which was like a really like deep blue, you know. Uh, this I would call it brighter. I would call this like a, a pretty true purple, but give us some shine, right? Obviously, it's chrome, so give us some shine. Uh, it's gonna wa- wa- wash it out just a smidge, but it's still extremely bright to the to the eye. The only thing that I had in mind when I like wrote this down because I I can't find a sample of this color anywhere was just a. A very deep, true purple that was Whoa. metallic. So I got it right, obviously. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, what we 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 already knew that, you know. Like, 
next week I gotta come I gotta come with something that like bro, you what, might like, not what, get what the, what the fuck I thought I was gonna here? trip you up with <laughs> Gentian but holy shit like you fucking knocked that one out of the park yeah, they I, don't, ca- baseball they don't call me think? colored Nostradamus for fucking nothing they don't, they don't call him t- fucking Big Poppy for nothing like he he's getting home runs every week man Every, every fucking week. week. Every week. <sighs> Just like every week, though, you know, I get the color right. I'm also listening to music. Uh, but so are you two. What? So, you know, why why don't you why don't you let the listeners know uh, what's been filling up your earbuds, uh, you know, going through the, the, the brain waves and, and what what's you what have you been listening to? Tyrell, let's start with you. Uh so I didn't listen to like much new stuff. I listened to a few new things. Classic. Um, I listened to Auntie and Unc by Kindred the Family Soul. <laughs> so did I. Which I enjoyed that a lot. It was a fun listen. Um, it felt like uh, it was like a good funk album, and it was a lot of fun to drive around to. Uh, listened to the captions by Maxi Mills. So did I. Which again, I also enjoyed this. It was a slower album. Um, yeah, I thought it was kind of mid. Yeah, I mean, I listened to it while I was driving around. Like, not I wasn't like really honing in on it, but like it was still a fun thing to like listen to while driving in the snow. Um, the I music was to- slow. Yeah, that was shit. It was shit. <laughs> yeah, it's really <laughs> laid back. Oh, yeah, uh, no, it was shit. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> no, I mean, it was... I- I'm not saying it was shit. Like, it was still no, fun. Him. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like just saying, yeah, it was kind of like laid back. It was a little bit like chill. Yeah, no, no, it was cool. It was mid. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> uh, I went back and listened to... Um, uh, the first Leon Bridges album, uh, Coming Home. Or, is it Coming Home? You tell me. I don't know. I didn't listen to it. I forget what the fucking name of it is. It's got you a re- listen to it? It doesn't mean I fucking know the name. <laughs> now you're sounding like me. Hey, I have to I have to say something. We, we went to Pounds. Four straight songs he got right. The artist in the title. And it was what? shit that it was obscure as fuck. Like, when I tell you that, you would have had no, no idea what the fuck it was. He's just like, bro, he was hitting it off a tee out of the park. Like that, there was, like, three more songs that layup. came on after that I also knew. But, like, Jordan didn't ask me about them. Uh, I give a fuck, man. You already proved yourself. You're not teasy. Thank you. You better. <laughs> but uh, listen to, it, it is called Coming Home. Um, Leon Bridges, 2015. Very good album. I enjoy that one a lot. And then I listened to EP2 by JPEG Mafia. Yes. And let's go. Uh, Bandana by Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Who? That's that's all I got for you. Hmm. What about you, uh, pretty Thacko Jordy? Um, uh, underdog Duwop Kane. Uh, MIA season two, Babyface Ray. Um, Mr. Four EP Duop Kane, uh, AT Aliens Outcast, um, Euro Glime Sick Boy Rari. God, I like Sick Boy Rari and Black Gray. Same person, just different name. Um, listen to some of Legend Babyface Ray. Listen to Nokia Talk 2002 Sick Boy Rari. Uh, listen to the Exactly EP by Autumn. Um, Sauce R&B Sauce Waka. That was cool. Um, Birds Hunt Snakes by Saswaka, which was cool as well. Um, I listened today, No Love in LA by G. Perico? 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 Yeah. I don't know. That'd be my guess on how you'd say it. 
that was really cool. I'll probably listen to that again. And then I listened to 48 Laws of Power by Tony Snow. And that was pretty cool as well. Um, but everything else this week was just like random songs here and there. Um, I don't think there was any projects I listened to on my computer or anything else. But Yeah. Um, I didn't get to it, but I've been meaning. I, I'm, I'm going to mention it anyways, even though I didn't listen to it. Uh, Pink Seafood dropped 20 new songs on the Negro Deluxe uh, project there. I mean, at that point, just give me a fucking new album, I guess. Um, I listened to the Charlie Heat project, which was whatever. Um, I listened to Big Baby Scumbag. Oh, times. fuck. That was good. Co- that was pretty cool. Uh, listen to the Matt Martians project. That was fine. Uh, listen to the Sonder like 14 minute type YouTube thing with new music. <sighs> I fucking love Sonder. Um, listen to the new Miguel uh, EP, which was weird because like the first song on it was had already been like put out like several years ago, and then there was a couple new songs that was kind of whatever to me, I guess. Um, I started the RX Poppy uh, therapy sessions twenty minute song. I don't remember if I finished it. Or, I did finish it. There was a <laughs> there was a part. I don't remember if I told you guys to listen, but it at like seven minutes he starts going in on like Meg The Stallion and like other artists as well too. It's so fucking funny. It's so funny. If you. I'm tell if you want to laugh, go listen to the fucking RX Poppy therapy sessions. It is literally like a twenty minute song, and it's just, it's fantastic. I, I'm so glad I came across RX Poppy. Oh god, he he's a gem. That whole fucking eighteen minutes is just it's eighteen minutes of punching, and like yes. that seven minute mark is so fucking good. You'd listen to it too. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so funny. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Starting to find as a male horse. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> uh, I listened to uh, Lake Lakia Lakia um, under the Gucci Mane uh, label. That was kind of whatever, I guess. Oh my god. Um, I. Also listened, I went back and listened to that Black Country New Road project that came out earlier this year. I really liked that. I think it's really good. And I also went back and listened to the Eve's Tumor album that came out last year. And I really liked that as well. Isn't that just medicine sounding? She says, uh, she says her guy takes her to pound town and it makes me laugh. Just like that. Like, (laughs) just the phrase. (laughs) And the way that it's delivered over that beat. That's like some girl signing Gucci Mane. I had a friend who had a uh, match on Tinder and her opening line was pounds and pound. And they went and got food at pounds and they went to pound town after. 
Wow. Good for them. That's yeah. the real life. You can uh, never I also take listened that away to uh, Black Fortune, uh, their project called Oshmob. That was kind of cool. Uh, I listened to the new Hus Kingpin project, uh, Threesome 2, The Art of Sex. I'm probably going to have to go back and listen to that. Uh, and then I also listened to... Oh, geez. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff here. Uh, I had the new I Love McConan project. Fuck, I forgot uh, about that too. How didn't you? I told you about it. I know, and I, lo- I looked at it, downloaded it, looked at it again. And then you texted me about it, saw Zach Fox share a song from it, and still just <laughs> hadn't listened to it. Uh, I also listened to this April plus Vista project called Pit of My Dreams. I really, really enjoy April and Vista. Really I enjoy them. So much. Why don't you fucking break up with uh, CZ cool. and marry them? Uh, how, how of a fucking uh, transition there, Jordy. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he loves uh, them so fucking much, you know. Just can't stop talking about them every week. Listen to the El Hay project called Aura 3. Aura 3. I thought that was fine. Um, listen to the Jamal Gasol project called Black Ball. That was kind of cool. Oh, I also listened to the Benny Sings new project. Forgot about that too. That's sitting on my computer. Was it so cute? I actually, I actually had a good week this week. They listened to quite a few, quite a bit of music. And then I also uh, today went back and listened to uh, Saturation One and Two, and part of Three to prepare myself for a uh, discussion on one of the projects we're going to talk about today. Why didn't you so listen to Iridescence? So let's get, get into the albums. huh? Let's, let's get into the docket. Let's get into the projects. It sounds more let's, like this project. Let's talk about things that we want to talk about. How does that sound? Well, then we get off this fucking first project or the last project. I don't know where you're going to put it in the thing because I know none of us want to talk about it. Yeah, let's talk about this little hot sauce vert project, huh? Seven tracks. Woo! Uh-huh. Um, man. <laughs> what, what is there to say about uh, about Bear One Boss here, huh? Other than he's the goat? Other than, man, there's a lot of shit going on here in these songs. I didn't hear goat come out of your mouth in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, can you describe what, what we were listening to? Uh, so this dude named Bear One Boss, he's been percolating a little bit. Uh, I started seeing bloggers start to write about him. So I was like, oh my God, maybe, maybe I found one. Um, his music, ATL based trap sound influenced by Young Thug. Definitely with the, uh, his appearance, uh, with the amount of charisma, the way he uses his voice, the way that he sounds really trap infused, really fluffy at the same time. Takes a little bit of hints from hyper pop. Takes a little bit of hints from uh, the ATL sound that's going on right now. But also has a crazy sound effects kit on his computer that he decided to use every sound at least 20 different times <laughs> in every song. Which I think is a beautiful like aesthetic to the entire project. Along with the interviews and the clips, I was like, this is... It's so fucking busy, and so much shit is happening in your ears. There's so much shit going on. I can't listen to this in the car. I can't because of like the like all the and then the the, the sirens. The sirens mm-hmm. fuck with me. Like <laughs> I cannot listen to Bear One Boss in the car because every single song 
Every <laughs> single. <laughs> what is the shit? <laughs> so get every fucking like twenty seconds. Cuck. <laughs> All I know it, is Barrel and Boss is so talented and is gonna. I don't. I don't know if Barrel and Boss has any mainstream appeal. Like I don't know if Barrel and Boss would ever blow up. It would have to be some kind of weird transition into that because it's just. I feel like it's just so out there right now. It's a lot of fun to listen to, though. It's seven tracks, fifteen minutes. If you're just looking, if you're looking for just like to, there's no space, right? You just want like constant, no, constant noise, constant music going on, just something like from the first second that song starts to the end. That's exactly what Bo- Bear One Boss gives you. You turn this Between, on. Like, and crank up the volume and it is a solid fucking barricade of sound doesn't it feel like if you were in like the uh like the Care Bear universe hanging out with the Powerpuff Girls but everyone just had Glocks and they were just sitting there cocking the gun and there was a fucking siren just going on the entire time that's the aesthetic fuck yeah <laughs> really because <laughs> the, th- the aesthetic that I got that I thought of is like what when- wait when you were younger and like you first discovered like porn sites and you didn't really know like how to go like like like, and do it like secretly and do it the right way and then like your computer would get a virus and you have all these pop-ups and all these noise going on there that's kind of like what this sounds like do you not know how to browse the internet safely are you a boomer this this fucking ep is According to TZ, your computer infected with malware. Yes, this is exactly what it fucking sounds like. Like millions of like browsers popping up and there's noise everywhere. Like videos popping up, but there's music, there's everything going on. Nah, nah but the, it's like it's like if Bob Ross infused all those malware because they're all happy and it just makes you it makes you smile. I guess it would be like CGI Bob Ross because it, it sounds like he's off Mountain Dew and fucking Mentos and crack. But man, it, it's like it's like if Windows Windows Word or Microsoft Word from 2007 with the fucking paperclip crashed, and it's just the paperclip <laughs> asking you, "Do you need assistance?" Over and over, over that <laughs> clip, clip you popped the Molly, <laughs> Clippy's fucking rolling, Clippy's sweating all over your goddamn screen. <laughs> It's like on the. It's like if you opened up your MySpace page, but you had a super busy MySpace page where it would be like the rainfall shit in the background of like cursors and stuff, and then the first thing that starts playing is hyperpop, and you're just like, I can't close it. I can't close the window. <laughs> like your computer's freezing, and it's just like fucking going. But then you accidentally left a video on in the background of cops, and you're like, fuck. Now I got all this shit going on at the same time. But no, it's good. I like it. And oh, no, it's what I've fun. learned, it's a lot what of I've fun learned over to. the last week, what I've learned over the last week is that I have the best taste of everyone in my life. So it's like anything that I recommend should be like priority number one. Listen to. You know, it's funny you say that because I kind of wanted to bring that up today. We can bring it up later. We don't have to do it now. We can right. rehash it later. I mean, if you want to do it now, I got. I, mean, I joined a fucking twenty-person <laughs> Zoom call with strangers. And the second I got in there, the first thing that came out of someone's mouth was, I listened to your playlist and it was <laughs> fucking garbage. <laughs> and I got roasted in front of all these Wait, people. wait, wait. That was from some random? 
No, it was <laughs> it was it was E. He K. said it. It was K. like he's like he's like you, Good. you and my girlfriend, the only people I know that use Apple Music, <laughs> and your playlist. And then his girlfriend's like, no, nah, just throw it in the chat, and everyone can judge it. And I was like, I can't do this right now. Like I cannot. Like I don't know any of these people, and the, this is not going to be my introduction to them. Is this? Energy made this one. Into this shit, like the, I can't have that being the first like thing that they uh, they hear or learn of me. I have That's incredible. I have a single interaction with E, but I love that this man has like crowdsourced roasts of Jordan. Like he, it's not enough for E just to like fucking lay into Jordan on his own. Like he is enlisting people from all corners of the internet to fucking lay into Jordy. Man, he'll just be like he'll he'll remove my name. And then just post my Biggie takes, and then just let everyone shit on me for not liking <laughs> "Juicy" by Biggie, even though "Juicy" by Biggie is the most overrated song of all time. Like I know for a fact, there's not there's people out there that hear "Juicy" come on and roll their eyes because they heard it for fucking fifteen hundred times already up to that point. Nobody likes that song. TZ, fuck off. You don't like that song anymore. <laughs> I'm telling you how you feel about that song. You now. don't like that song anymore. <laughs> uh, all right. Sega Genesis. Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> on to the on to the next Since i want to talk about this project okay uh we have 2004 smackdown versus raw hosted by dj fat Woo! all right uh this i believe you can find on all streaming services according to the the the, the um the the shared uh twitter from from uh yours truly jordan uh that that came earlier today. I didn't realize that this was on like Apple Music and, and stuff like that too. I figured something like this would just be strictly on SoundCloud. That's what I thought too. I was so surprised when I found it on there. Okay. Uh, another really interesting project. This one, I actually enjoyed a lot more than, than, than the previous project. Disappointed, but not surprised. <laughs> All right. Uh, a lot... bit Constant wrestling references and... Uh, the the one thing that I thought was actually kind of fun about this was like it took like the the intro songs of like when you would actually tune in to you know W like SmackDown or Raw like when you were like watching it on TV the intro songs to those were were on the the intro to this song as well too uh, but in terms of like just like the actual rapping I I actually really enjoyed this. I really liked the second song, uh, and I really liked the. I think it was it was either the fourth or fifth song, whichever one uh, talked about Andre Drummond. I don't remember which oh, one it was. Oh fuck! That line always sticks out to me too, because he's because it's. Does he say he's ball hard? He balls hard, but he says Drummond. It's something Some, like I don't remember what it is, but he mentions Andre Drummond, and it's a tough line. Like it, it's, it really it's, is. It's good. <laughs> And I th- I think it's in song number four, I do. Uh, I feel like it's in Kurt Angle, which is the third song. I don't know. It's not. It's not in the third song. I promise you. It's. I'm pretty sure it's in Trish Status. Uh, but anyways, uh, songs are all named after wrestlers. I mean, you have Trish Status, Batista, Kurt Angle, John Cena, uh, and uh, Evolution. So, but I. I I mean, 
shit, I think this is worth listening to. If you want to just like kind of step out of your comfort zone a little bit, uh, I I think that this is a really fun listen. Six songs, super easy. But shout out to DJ Fat. I never thought that I would hear this project in 2021. 2004 Draft Lottery, the intro track, is like super interesting to me because like it opens with like heavy rock. Um, Mm -hmm. And then about 15, 16 seconds in, uh, you get like this TV static noise. And then it transitions to a different like rock beat, which I thought was... I'm telling you, those... Those are the intro songs to SmackDown and Raw. Like, if you were yep. to tune into TV, like, that's exactly what those are. Yep. But, like, I really enjoy that because, like, I the the addition of, like, the TV static I thought was, like, super clever. Yeah. And I kind of wish that that was, like, the break between tracks. Mm-hmm. Like, you're flipping through channels or, like, flipping through... Um, clips? Like, yeah, flipping through clips of this. Like, I thought, like, that was really clever. And then that was... I just want to like really call attention to that because it's I don't hear a lot of creative shit like that very much anymore. Got to fucking dig for it. Yeah. And I'm not um, willing to do that. You're welcome. Uh <laughs> Thank you. Um This was so amazing when I heard it the first time. Like thematically, I thought it was so interesting the first song like you guys have already mentioned with all the intros. I thought that was super interesting into the, like the first actual track, John Cena, the beat on that, the beat on all this, the production is just so interesting. And what I can't figure out is if it samples those, like, uh, those synth patterns that are like, kind of like dancey trance sort of noises. Mm -hmm. I can't tell if those are sampled from the video games from like the early two thousands, because why would you name it 2004 specifically, unless you're doing it as a play on your like artist name and your artist collective. Uh, but Oh my God, like the, like the synthy noises that play throughout every beat are just so like enchanting and they keep you hooked. And then like the bass, the, like the beat comes in and like the bass line is so good. And then they're rapping, but like it, I love mixtapes where it's just so many outside noises and things that come together to like form these like cohesive projects that are just, you would never get in a studio album. And this is something where it's just like all the, like all the transitions are good. Like it's like they, they're doing the fucking draft for who goes to which side Mm -hmm. for each song. Cause like they do one, two, three, four, like you can hear at the very intros. It's like, and with the number two, it's like, and then it's just like, Oh, and then they have the reactions and shit. And it's so crazy. But, uh, the, the one thing between these two projects is if the mixing is so bad and it's the, the mixing is so piss poor on both of them, but it's part of the charm and part of the aesthetic that actually makes it so much better. Cause I, I'm a stickler for mixing when it comes to studio production type shit where I expect it to be fluffed up and perfect, this is stuff where I don't expect that level of care because I'm assuming they don't have the type of equipment or money that's being funneled in to be able to do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So when the the sound of this sounds messy, but it also sounds clean and it sounds good, I really appreciate how that sounds. I, I kind of enjoy that sometimes though. And like you said though, like I think that there's different expectations when it comes to like albums versus mixtapes, right? I mean, to this point, we kind of expect mixtapes to be messy, to be unfinished, 
to be more raw. I don't know. Uh, I don't than, know. Than I feel like I would say album. I would say that I feel like I would say that back in 2012. But in 2021, am I saying that? No, because like we get all our music through Apple Music and Spotify. Like we're not getting SoundCloud mixtapes anymore. Like you have to dig. You have to dig to find this music anymore. Because you got Cole Bennett tweeting out dumbass shit and Diddy tweeting out dumbass shit about like the industry and stuff like that. And now we can't yeah. find like underground artists and shit like that. It's like these, like these bubbles still exist. Like YouTube is now like the new field for a bunch of like local scenes and shit like that coming up. That's where like all the Detroit music is coming up and a lot of that LA shit that I was sending you last night where I was just yeah. texting you random shit. That's yeah. where like the well the one group is from Ohio because like the Midwest is starting to do that kind of sound. Too. I, I did listen to both of those. The Midwest is starting to do like Milwaukee, Mi- Milwaukee, um, and Ohio are starting to like mix Memphis and Detroit rap together into like this weird fusion. And Interesting. it's like <laughs> so like the Midwest isn't like ugly like shitty hip hop like Kanye, Common, and Lupe and shit like that. It's like actual beautiful work that's coming up like Y and J. Like Rio de Young, Cash Kid, like shit like that. And it's just so interesting how like we're getting this weird mashup of sounds and stuff like that. But it's like the only place you can find like rough music anymore that's like not on the label and being pushed. But this mixtape, it was so cool. I it's so cool. I just love the sounds of everything. I just love the entire aesthetic and it's just it's so fun to listen to. Last but certainly not least, we have the group. LA-based boy band Brock Hampton is back with their sixth studio album called Roadrunner, New Light, New it's Machine. The greatest, uh, band of all time. I believe this is the first uh, project from Brock Hampton we have talked about on the pod, uh, any pod. And no, no? did we talk yeah, about back when we did Redacted? Redacted loved it. Yeah, Redacted wouldn't shut the fuck up about yeah. it. Yeah, and then Redacted grew up once he mm. learned that like they were all lame, and he decided he liked real hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop. Seventeen elements of hip hop. <laughs> James Harden's beard. So Brock every day. <laughs> Brock Brock Hampton is a uh, a big group of, of friends. Uh, that, big group that of enemies. Uh, the <laughs> Arch nemesis has joined forces <laughs> to become Brockhampton. The hip hop super group. <laughs> Kevin Abstract's just like, yo, I fucking hate you, Joba. <laughs> well, it started with Kevin Abstract and Amir Van forming uh, the group Alive Since Forever. Aww. And then uh, oh, they disbanded and rebranded as Brockhampton uh, around 2014 with some new members that were recruited. Through a Kanye West fan forum. Is it K to the? It was K to the, I think. Kanye to the. Oh, fuck. My bad, dude. <laughs> I don't worship him. Get it right. Okay. He ain't my deity. 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 Deity, bro. Deity. <laughs> so, Brock Hampton really blew up uh, around the year 2017. Uh, when I mean started probably in 2016 with the All American Trash, but really started gaining traction uh, in mainstream in 2017 with the first release of Saturation, uh, which ended up being a trilogy. That year, uh, there there was three Saturation projects to come out, and that was I mean it was like when Migos had their run when when they released those two albums like back to back. It was it was a lot. 
There's a lot of music from them. But overall, I think that there were a lot of people that really enjoyed the sound of what Saturation was. It was a bunch of, uh, I mean, if you would call them at the time, kids. I mean, we're four years removed from those projects now. But they're just um, having fun, making music. Uh, it was a lot of raw, uh, high-energy production uh, type of music that you, you'd find down there. I mean, there were some some sort of songs. But the songs that really stood out were um, hard-hitting, high-energy um, songs. Then you get Iridescence in 2018, Ginger in 2019, which I think were far removed from or a lot different sonically from what Saturation series was. And now we're here at Roadrunner. And I didn't really know what to expect going into this. Um, and I will say it did take me a few listens for this project to click for me. I The, the only song that, that like really stood out to me on like the very first listen was don't shoot up the party for whatever reason when whenever i listen to that song i think that it is probably one of brockhampton's best songs in terms of uh just uh the way that it sounds it's, it's so crisp it's clean it still has the the high energy feel that the saturation trilogy gave us but it's also just like a well-crafted song um the one thing that i think i i was really trying to figure out when listening to this is what what i what i liked about it it's it, it felt like it was trying to be not trying to be but it felt like there were elements of like that that high energy production that we had seen previously for them, but it wasn't as raw as as some of those previous cuts. Like if you listen to a song like Gummy, or we listen to Heat, or 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 Junkie stuff like that, uh, you know you don't get those songs on here. But the the production still hits hard, and I think it's you know the the the, the features in here um, definitely. Um, stand out with Danny Brown, Chipic Mafia, um, ASAP Ferg, and ASAP Rocky. Like that that run from song number one, Buzz Cut to to the Light, is is incredible uh, on this project here. And but the 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 part that was really I was trying to figure out whether I thought it was good or not was after that. Don't shoot up the party. You get Dear Lord and the Light Part Two, which contrast so much with that don't shoot up the party it's just like you hit like a fucking stoplight and it's like all right now we're just changing up the mood completely going to these um softer more slower introspective songs and and so i was i it took me a long time to, to figure out what i actually thought of this but overall this project i think is a solid uh, release from this Brockhampton collective. Um, I I know that I I think we get one more project from them this year from from the sounds of it before they kind of go their separate ways. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens here. But Tyrell, what what were your first thoughts when listening to this? Uh, so 
listening to Buzzcut, there's this bit in the instrumental where it's like bouncing back and forth in my headphones. And I wouldn't say that like it reminds me of like New Orleans Bounce, but it feels like it's inspired by it. Um, Cause like I hear it and I think of uh gin in my system by big Frida, not like content wise, but like the way, like it, that like repetition and the way it's like bouncing back and forth in my headphones. Uh, Danny Brown sounds great on it. JPEG mafia sounds great. Uh, jumping all the way down to what's the occasion. Um, it feels that song feels like a gym class hero song. If I triggered something in Jordan, but, uh, you said, what's the occasion, right? Yep. I put, what melody is this from? Cause I could just not like every single time I heard it, it was just like, it's something that sounds so fucking familiar and so like corny and generic that I could not think of what it was. And it happened a couple of times. Yeah, gym class heroes is a good one. Yeah. It, it reminds me like every time I hear it, it reminds me of like Cupid's chokehold or, uh, one of the other gym class, gym class hero songs that I'm blanking on the name of, um, cookie jar, cookie jar is <laughs> the other one. Uh, don't shoot up the party. There's this like kind of staccato. Um, it, again, it feels there's a specific Kendrick Lamar song that it reminds me of, but Wait, I, which one I can't think of it. it. No, what song? Uh, don't shoot up the party. Um, there's a part in the delivery where it's like hard on beat every single time. Um, and like that, the beat is just like these 808s and like they're just punching in and I'm trying, I, I was like looking through like Kendrick's catalog, trying to find it. Um, I want to say it's like the back half of, or one of like the latter portions of, um, her vice off of, uh, section 80, but don't quote me on that. I'm going to go look for it after this so that I can back up what I'm trying to say. And then Dear Lord and it The is. Light Part 2 reminded me of uh, th- this album I wasn't like a super big fan of just because like, I didn't feel like it was doing a lot of original stuff. It just it kept reminding me of things. Uh, and those ones reminded me of Stormzy's 2017 um, album with uh a hundred bags um blinded by your grace like those types of tracks that's what dear lord and the light reminded me of or the light part two rather but like while i was listening to this i realized that either the people that i run with really fell off with brockhampton or brockhampton in general kind of fell off because in 2017 i couldn't get away from these fuckers everywhere i went i would hear Someone was fucking shilling for uh, the Saturation Trilogy. 2018, people were still sucking its dick. I didn't hear a goddamn peep when this came out. I barely, I didn't even know that Ginger came out. I heard a few people like pushing for Iridescence. And I was under the impression that that was the last Brockhampton like music released. And boy, was I wrong. But yeah. That's kind of weird. I do think that's extremely interesting as well, too, because I thought that as well. Um, I, I was going to pose that question. Like, is it... Because I, I, I felt the same way in terms of the relevance of Brockhampton. I thought that 
after the saturation series, like their their music sonically took a like a real left turn in terms of what they were trying to kind of um, pose as. Uh, and I don't know if they were just trying to make people take them more serious um, or in terms of their content and whatnot. But I did think that it did take away from like the, the steam and the, and the excitement from the music they were putting out originally. And like, I wonder what the, the cause of that was, if it was just their audience or what the fuck, because like the, another group that really uh, diverted from the sound that like that got them popular was Caro Caro Bonito, where like Bonito generation and the work before that was like super light, super poppy, um, super cutesy. And then they released like Totep, which is has like a lot of like darker themes and is a lot like more rock focused, like alt rock rather than like hyper pop. But when they made that transition, it was a lot smoother and like it didn't alienate their fan base. Whereas with this, I feel like when Brockhampton left that saturation sound, they also left behind a lot of fans. At least I feel like everyone. I feel like if they lost fans, they would have to be the most immature listeners of music ever to just like hop ship from like the shift to, they made. I mean, it's not like some genre jarring shift. It's you, not like they yeah, went no, from like you make like a very good point, which also speaks to like the people who were pushing Brockhampton down my throat, fucking for so long, and the type of like music listeners they were. But I don't know if they were the type of music listeners that should have been there in the first place, because were they really listening to music or were they just skimming through it, as Jay-Z once said? Like, this, this album has a lot of depth to it, like, lyrically. So I feel like if you left and you hopped ship, <laughs> what's, the, what's the Kendrick line from fucking Mortal Man? Um, when shit hits the fan, is you still a fan? <laughs> what, what happened with Amir? Is that when they just lost everyone? Is that when everyone jumped ship after the Amir Vaughn fucking weird shit? Like that that's when they changed their sound though, no? Yeah, but I don't know if it was because of that or yeah. if it was just because of like creativity type things after it. I'm sure they were like really jarred and fucked up with it because like I feel like the the younger generation has this like hard like way to deal with cancel culture and stuff like that. Because I feel mm-hmm. like it's too black or white and it's not very nuanced, especially with the internet and like the way that people can just rage on Twitter or anything crazy like that. And the, a lot of people probably feel like online life is real life. So the, they feel like the rage that they're seeing online feels like it's extremely real. And it's not like, I mean, just go outside and you'll see that no one's freaking out over shit, you know, because yeah. it's like you can just detach from that kind of stuff. And Maybe that just threw off the entire fan base going into the next projects following that. I don't know. I feel like... Because, like, Fantana would be someone that's been consistent with, like, being with the group the entire time and, like, giving them consistent ratings and then listening through the music and digesting it and understanding where all these individuals are coming from and then being able to, like, say, I like this because I like how they did this and I can see the growth of them into this project here. Now, Mm -hmm. my gripes with him are, like... I feel like everything's become boiled down to if it sounds like stuff I really loved when I was little and I'm not ready for what's next type shit. And that's just evident the way that he'll go back and he'll rate like genre pushing projects to be higher after the fact that everyone else kind of got acclimated to them and started saying, yo, this is really cool. 
calling back to Dilit specifically when he shit on <laughs> Dilit and then by the end of the year he's like, No, 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 I was I it grew on me. It was really cool. It was like shut the fuck up. Like he's saying that because so, now everyone likes that. Earlier this week, um Brock this this project here was projected to sell somewhere between twenty eight and thirty two K for the first week, which would have been their lowest since the saturation two. Did they do merch and did they do actual physical copy sales? Uh, yes, there is a physical edition, and the physical edition has four songs that aren't on streaming services. Ooh, interesting. Was it like a vinyl release? Uh, that I don't know. So it's gotta, you got, I, we got to also take into consideration, did they sell concert tickets with the last ones too? Because I would expect music sales to go down for everyone, except fucking Rod Wave, apparently. <laughs> right. Because Saturation Who the hell listens sold- to Rod Wave? I don't know a single person that listens to Rod Wave. This uh, is a big deal to me. He sold 132K. Redacted's little I brother know. hopped in the Discord one day and said, y'all listen to that new Rod Wave? Like, dead serious. So I can only assume Bring him on like the pod. I need Gen Zers. <laughs> I need to know what Gen Z listens to. We need to know what's uh, cool. <laughs> Saturation 3 sold 36K. Iridescence was 101K. And then Ginger was 77K. See, I don't know if it's just people not going outside or it's just the way that we're digesting music and stuff like that and consuming it and buying it. I just don't know. It, it just feels like such a sharp decline. It is. And I didn't even get to talk about the project yet. So like, let's do <laughs> some quick analysis. Buzz cut. All right. Production is very grandiose on this one. Everything, everything about this song sounds post My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. You remember that time where everyone was trying so hard to make their music sound thematic, cinematic, and really like, like it, it was significant? Because if mm-hmm. you remember one thing about My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy when you listen to it, the intro into Dark Fantasy was it like built up into this grand story when you had Nicki Minaj like narrated into, like the, into the drum drops and then the melody before he goes... I fantasize back this about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy alago. Mercy alago. Yeah, but you re- you remember exactly. You remember exactly how fucking important it felt. The way that he was structuring that music and stuff like that, and it was super. It's not busy because the layering of stuff was so calculated, and the mixing of it was so high budget. Because like you can think of all the lights, and how they had like all the strings and like the orchestra. And like all of those noises and Gatorade ruined that song for you. <laughs> but, um, but like, I feel like there was this period of time post that album where so many artists were trying to do that kind of sound, but would never do it. It always fell flat because they didn't have mm-hmm. the budget. They didn't have the necessary people with them that could do it, or they just didn't have the correct vision. Like they just had no music theory or anybody to help push them in that correct direction. Buzzcut yeah. sounds like it's trying so hard to make the song sound like it's super significant. Um, Danny Brown, white on the street, walking on the beat like Abbey Road. That's hard. <laughs> that motherfucker, he can rap. He is so talented. Um, Chain on. Hey, man. JPEG Mafia, very good at rapping. He has a very distinguished flow. I thought he sounded really good on that beat. I don't know who. I, I didn't keep track of any of the actual Brockhampton members. I don't know their names. Fuck them. There's like 27 uh, of them. If, Fuck it. If, if it's not Amir, I don't know their voice. He was the only person whose flow I knew 100% every single time. Because it was just, it was the exact same and it was lower pitch. Chain on, super good. Uh, count on me. I was like, fuck it. Good beat. The, the chorus is so generic sounding. Second verse, heat. Bankroll. 
Eh. It was cool. It was really cool. ASAP Ferg sounded cool. ASAP Rocky was doing their thing. Whatever. Windows. I love Windows. I love the the feel of Windows. I love the beat. The intro verse sounds so good. It sounds like Houston. Like that guy for that's to sound like Houston when he's rapping over that. Come on. Just Man, I feel the complete opposite. You didn't complete like opposite. I thought it was just like, man, that's like, all right, that's that's a break for me, I guess. Um, it it hit me this morning when I was listening to Windows specifically. Like the first verse, I was like, oh fuck, I heard this. Like there was a there was a there was a a preview they put out, and they put out the whole first verse as like one of the previews, and I was like, fuck, I remember how much I thought this was fire because like the dude's flow is so good, it's so yeah. buttery smooth. But I really really enjoy that song, just everything about it. I love how laid back the beat is. I love how laid back the initial flow is. I love when it hits like the four minute mark and they do the beat switch and they really lo-fi the beat. And it sounds like whoever, they should have just extended that to another song and just let people get their bars off. Because that that uh that beat and like the way they mix that down, it's so good. Like you get some real rappers on that song and then you have a fucking amazing song with that. I already talked about what's the occasion. But uh. When I Ball, the end portion of that song sounds like it's heavily influenced by Blonde. Like, I got strong Blonde vibes from the way that they were singing on the end part of that song. And what it made me realize about this project is this feels like one of the very first projects with at least, like, some mainstream attention that felt influenced by, like, the most generic taste of, like, the 2000s, where it's, like, who else is making music influenced directly from stuff that sounds like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Like the Kendrick influence that Tyrell was hearing. The influence of like the alternative noise bullshit that Gym Class Heroes was making. And then also Blonde. Like I feel like that's such a very niche pocket of like uh, America that I feel like is what became popular and became what was quote unquote cool and was pushing sales. But just nobody ever took it and then said, this is my influence. Let me show you. And I get why. Because, like, it ages kind of poor, like, a lot of that sound. And it's kind of boring when you think about it. Like, a lot of that stuff, I don't even, I don't have any desire to go listen to that type of music anymore. Because I just felt, it just feels so stale and so blah. And I feel like the target demographic for that was always just, like, middle America. And it's like, who gives a fuck what middle America thinks? They're the only ones with money. That's the only reason this shit's getting propped up anywhere. So I thought it was really weird that this album is so influenced by that type of music. And then Fantano gives this shit like a fucking almost a nine. But all the projects that influence this shit got way lower scores. Which makes me, which brings me back to, is he even a tastemaker if he doesn't know the taste that's going to make the future? Like what? That's a good question. Yeah. Uh, I, I, like I said, this, this took me a couple listens. Because, man, I... Kind of like you said, there's just nothing... Nothing like stood out in terms of being like, like boundary pushing or like super exciting. Like it, it felt like I had heard this before. Yes, and that's but and it felt like it was digging out things from like the past that I'm just like really, <laughs> like I uh, like this. This is what I get it. Like I heard this shit growing up too. It's just like you're the first person to be like, I guess I'll put this and rehash it. But um, apparently the the bars are really good on some of the songs and some of the songs. Yeah. But I just didn't get into it. Like the, oh, I think it's the light part two, the one where uh, dude's talking about his dead dad. 
and shit like that. Well, and that's the thing. So, and I thought it was super interesting because like the cover art is like a faded silhouette of Joba. And apparently a lot of this here was inspired by like what has happened over the past, you know, a couple of years with COVID and everything because um, Joba, I think his dad, I don't remember if he committed suicide or he just passed away, but he did lose his father um, over the past year. And so them as a group going through that there, I think that, you know, like you said, that the light, um, this, a lot of this had went back to those those feelings and emotions of Joba going through that and going through the pandemic. There are them as a group going through the pandemic and everything like that as well, too. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with like these lived experiences being their lived experience and the people that are going to uh, consume it. It's just that like that demographic has been overrepresented by just capitalism in general and like just life and it's just like i'm i'm on a i'm in a place where i'm just like who cares i feel like there's more underrepresented and more interesting things that happen in certain sectors of america that never get the shine but it's just never going to be that way unless there's like huge upheaval and like it makes sense why whenever you go on hip-hop heads brock hampton's always at the top because like who are the demographic of people that have that go on reddit hip-hop heads they always mm-hmm. run the poll and it's always like 70 to 80% white and like young people, which makes sense by like what music always gets pushed to the top and how you never see any of like, cause I don't think I've seen a single Detroit artist ever get their music pushed all the way to the top. And that's a movement that's been going on for like two and a half years and shit like that. You don't see like crazy Atlanta music. You don't even see Pusha Iesty or NBA young boy get pushed like that on there yet. They're getting like millions and millions of views on YouTube. And they're moving like units in certain communities. So you can just tell like mm-hmm. where the certain demographics are that this is going to appeal to and where it's getting pushed in these areas. And then it's just like. Push Iced had fucking Andrew Callahan of All Gas No Breaks fame rapping along, <laughs> rapping his song. In Bro, back on Miami blood, Beach. back in blood, it goes hard. It that does. song is crazy. All right. Well, I guess we'll we'll see what this uh, this final album from Brockhampton is gonna be later this year, hopefully. Final? Oh, just... They're gonna disband, dog. Wild. Well, Fantano will have it shoved so far down his throat, it'll be coming out his ass. So. I say I think one of the issues with Brockhampton, at least like for me, is that it's just too many goddamn people. Go listen There's only like three or four of them rapping, though. Did you like the Revenge of the Dreamers tape? I don't remember it. Eh. Eh. Let me pull that picture. I, it, there's not a song that I remember from it. Liar. <laughs> just calling just calling TZ a liar is always so fucking funny. You don't remember Down Bad? No. Wow. Down bad, the Jidverse is so good. I'm telling you, when I when I am being 100% honest, when I tell you, I do not remember a single song off of that. Not one. Bro, I can't believe you forgot Down Bad because he says 44 Hank Aaron Chrome. That's tough. See, I knew you never liked baseball. You're fake. You're a phony. 
your but phone. seriously though but seriously though like jid on down bad like there's times where he'll rap and i'll be like oh he's the best rapper alive but it's just like he hasn't found like the right sound for himself to propel himself up it's kind of like mm-hmm. with the corday thing where it's like corday is just so run-of-the-mill like hip-hop hip-hop that it just kind of bores me and he's not he doesn't get his bars off like crazy like Jid, he can he has so many different flows and like he can actually rap rap that I'm just like, someone help him, someone in ours project. <laughs> I'm right here, but like someone like other than me, get out there and help him. I oh my god, do you remember Oh Wow Swerve? No. Ah, so the second part of that song where it's like Key and Maxo Cream rapping is so good too. And don't hit me right now with the Guap Dead Four Thousand chorus. That one's so good too. Oh my god, TZ. TZ, do you remember Wells Fargo? <laughs> Where it's like all the guys in the studio and they're like, oh, no, 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 Wells Fargo. <laughs> the look on TZ's face tells me that he remembers nothing. Oh my god. Whatever, dude. But that's that's what I'm super excited about this uh, this Anderson Pack and uh, Bruno Mars album. Why? So you can just fine. forget about it? Come on, man. We can't for, we can't forget about those two. You're gonna like it because it's just gonna sound like shit we've already heard before. That first single is so good, though. It's so good. It's really good. It's just like who gives a fuck, you know? I uh, so I feel like the Anderson. Pack I ain't having no. sex. I don't know that. I don't know because I do give a fuck. Yeah, whatever you I feel like it's gonna be so fucking radio friendly, and like I don't know how. No, I bet I bet you it's not radio friendly, but I bet like. The people are gonna be like, "It's Bruno Mars. We gotta push it." Yeah, like, that radio friendly. That's why I'm thinking that, like, it's solely the inclusion of Bruno Mars where I'm like, "This is gonna be really radio friendly." Bruno Mars, cool. It's just gonna be really crisp. Cringe? Oh, <laughs> be, so be based. cringe, Dad. <laughs> based. Uh, um, looking at the docket here. Based on cringe as a <laughs> as a segment. <laughs> And we'll we'll bring on uh, Redacted and Redacted's little brother, and we'll just have them. <laughs> I, you you, I I think it's a great idea, but I'm ne- we're never getting him on. That's yeah, the no, thing. Redacted's never joining this podcast, which is why I, which is why I feel justified in telling his story, because um, you were talking about uh, JID, and Redacted was telling me about how uh, back when Soundset was still a thing, because um, he was really he was really pushing for me to go with him to Soundset. And I was trying to find a way to get in where I could um, do photography mm-hmm. because general public isn't allowed to do that. And so, like, him and I were talking about this, and he was telling me about how during uh, Jid's set, the official, like, his official photographer uh, hopped off stage and, like, kind of got in the crowd to get some, like, shots up. And when he was trying to get back on stage, security was telling him no and kept pushing him away. And this photographer kept pointing at um, JID and being like, I'm with him. And security was just like, nah, get the fuck out of here. And so, like, mid-set, still fucking rapping, uh, JID walks over, looks security dead in the eyes, and just, like, holds his hand out to the photographer and, like, pulls him up on stage, never breaking eye contact and never stopping the bars. And he was like, it was the most powerful I've ever seen a man in my life. See, like, Jid has so much potential. Like, the Never Story is a well-constructed piece of music where a lot of the songs sound really good. And he's not even really rapping, rapping on that. It's just a really good project, and it's really solid, and a lot of the songs are really good. Like, that project specifically reminds me of when we went to California because I was listening to that and Chanel by um, 
Frank Ocean. Like those two, Yo, song, those songs came out around that same that time. Chanel came out when we were in California. I'm pretty sure it came out on the flight there. Because then he came out with that blonde radio, and the last half hour of that uh, episode was literally Chanel on repeat. Yeah, there's like a specific uh, C- CBS radio that um, I think of when we were there because it had Do or Die by uh, Paul Pimpin on there and then David mm-hmm. Ruffin by, uh, oh, what the fuck's his name? I can't remember his fucking name. He's like super underground. That's why I can't think of his name right now. Like, and I re- and it's funny because I remember it too because a, a Sango album came out that same exact time we were out there too. And I listened to that Sango album while we were in California. So I remembered it like very vividly while we were out there. Yeah, it's so crazy. Um, but what were we talking about, Redacted? That same sound set is when uh, Conway the Machine also performed The Cow on there. And I kept telling him, Matt, dude, I'm, the, I'm like the number one fucking supporter of The Cow. <laughs> West Side Gun and Conway the Machine because that is like the best verse that's ever going to come out of Griselda is that fucking Conway the Machine verse on that song like it's incredible um, but God I want to bring on like people like that just to get like a gauge of what they listen to and their taste because I'm so curious to what Redacted listens to and stuff he just, he just doesn't want to talk about it he listens so, to Harlem looking World at the docket Illmatic on loop. <laughs> I'm I, I am not prepared to talk about what I have highlighted. Oh, we're just pushing it back every week. <laughs> but we can talk about this though. Oh, I'm excited for this one. Oh okay. fuck yeah. Uh so uh over the weekend, mm, uh Usher uh decided he needed to uh promote not even promote, he needed to celebrate. Okay. Uh, he has a new venture uh, that he's that he's going into, and so it, the only way that he thought would be the best way to promote it was to head into the strip club. Uh, while he was there, he was throwing around, and I quote, "Usher bucks." <laughs> okay, uh, this is this is money with his face on it. All right. <laughs> got it printed off he had to go somewhere and submit a picture and get it printed off he we're talking about different bills dollar bills 20 bills and hundreds there's three different he he literally went through and had like tyrell said (laughs) different variations of him on uh on these bills here and he was throwing these around while he was at the strip club. And now, uh, allegedly, he, he went back and actually paid them with real money. But I need to... I, I just needed to, to put this out there and ask y'all, like, why does Usher feel like he needs to do this? Like, is Usher at the point where he's so irrelevant that he needs to promote himself by putting money on dollar bills to strippers? What what's the last Usher project that was on your radar? Confessions. It see and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Th- there was definitely <laughs> one after said that. Confessions, but like it's been a while. Hey, whatever. I remember Teezy could not shut up about. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> what about loving this club? How, no. How long ago was that? It don't matter. 
<laughs> this is like what ten years ago. Yeah, like Usher hasn't been on anyone's radar that. for a while. Like gotcha. the men fucking got on the Voice, and he was like, "All right, I'm a judge here." He's like, he just got relegated to that. Like he wasn't really out here. All doing I hear anything. is slander. <laughs> you know what's crazy is he has such a god complex that he thought this shit would work. Yeah, my that's what like it wasn't even about relevancy. It's that he thinks he's that relevant still. Just because, like, stadiums still play yeah doesn't mean anyone gives a shit about you. One of my favorite things about this is that, like, he had posted a promo picture, and it's him with, like, this clear plastic suitcase. And inside of it, like, you can see, like, a bunch of stacks of money. And at first glance, you're like, holy shit, this man just has fucking, like, thousands of dollars just in a suitcase. But if you zoom in, it's all Usher bucks. So, like, it's <laughs> all the suitcase is worth more than what's inside. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just fucking Firestarter. That's all that shit is. Really, honestly? I that that gave me a good laugh. I I needed to I, I needed to put that out into the to the universe and let, let people know that, you know, Usher apparently is still trying to stay relevant in his uh financial investments. Any good investments. That does not sound like a push a T bar, right? Uh, I'll put you I can't on. even hear him say it. The, mm, not like all together. I feel like separately they might be, but like it wouldn't be together like that. Like I can't hear him saying, "I'll I'll put you in concrete. I'll give you to the Lord." Like I still I like as hard as I like try in my head to hear Pusha T say it. It's just I don't hear him saying that as like a line. Yeah. So what Jordan and I are talking about was in. Fucking 2019 drill had a tweet that said, "You want to claim that I keep a cup of poop on my computer desk? You want to go on record? I'll put you in concrete. I'll give you to the Lord." And uh, Trey Smith retweeted it and said, "For the past few days, I've not been able to stop thinking about how I'll put you in concrete. I'll give you to the Lord. Sounds like a push a T bar or something. And maybe like in spirit, because like Push has definitely said something like akin to that, but not." Not word for word. Like, word for word, like, that doesn't sound like a push bar. I feel like Benny would say that. Yeah? Like, I could hear it just, I'll put you in concrete, I'll give you to the Lord. Like, I could hear, like, a Griselda person say that. I don't hear Push saying it. Me, I don't know how plugged in homie is to, like, music. So maybe he's just, like, going about, like, the general vibe. Because, I mean, Griselda and Push, like, have that general vibe of coke rap. Uh, he does stuff at Vice and mo- mostly at Noisy Music. So. Christ. He, yeah, he should be more on the pulse with this then. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know if it sounds like, I don't know. It's, that's, it's a very teasy tweet where it's just like, man, this shit don't make sense. The fuck is he talking about? Do, 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 do. Put you in concrete. I'll give you to the Lord. The butcher <laughs> coming. What? You're mixing ad-libs, man. Who, I don't yeah, know dude. who that was there. Was it all of them together? Fuck yeah, did man. We just it's any of them. Did, we just, did I just lay down polymerization and we just got <laughs> Griselda gang? Fuck yeah, dude. Been watching Yu-Gi-Oh! In my, sp- in my spare time. Like West Side Conway the Butcher. West Side Conway the Butcher. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like 3,000 attack. All right, Taiwo. I know you want to talk about this. <laughs> I didn't put this Get in it there. Off. I just want to say that. Fast and Furious released it. Fast and Furious franchise has released a new trailer. It looks absolutely fucking batshit. 
Like, they don't even give a shit anymore about, like, plausibility or realism. <laughs> um, which, granted, they haven't cared in a while. Uh, fucking the last movie had them stopping a Russian sub... A Russian nuclear submarine from leaving the fucking compound by driving on top of ice. Uh, the rock launches a tor- uh, someone launches a torpedo at the rock. The rock guides it from the fucking front seat of his car. Like, they don't give a shit anymore. Uh, that same movie also has Jason Statham and some other dude fucking wingsuit into a flying plane. Like, as it's in the air, they go in, they abduct an infant, and they then jump back out of the plane with said infant after fucking clearing the plane, after, like, killing all the fucking bad guys in the plane, I guess. They don't give a fuck anymore. This trailer just confirms that. Like, they don't know how magnets work, but they know that fucking magnets are cool, I guess. Uh, they're driving down, down the street at one point, and they're just like, turn up the magnets. And Vin Diesel fucking turns a dial, and cars just fucking flock to him. Somehow he's able to keep moving with all this fucking weight, but like vehicles are just slamming into his shit. And then he, like, reverses polarity, I guess, because, sure, that's how fucking magnets work. That sounds like a good buzzword. And these fucking things launch off him like a goddamn frag grenade, slamming into walls. And they're just like, yeah, this is science. My favorite? It's so I watched it. And they introduced the villain, who is the brother of Vin Diesel. And I messaged Tyrell, and I said, hey... Is this the first time we're learning about the brother? And the answer is, you fucking know it, baby. <laughs> this brother has not been mentioned at any point prior. The The only backstory we have ever gotten for Vin Diesel and like his family comes from the very first movie where he says that like his sister's in the first movie. She's hot. That's about the extent of it. Um, they talk about their dad because... Uh, like, the fucking charger that Dom drives in every single Fast and Furious movie and has become, like, part of the mascot. One of the key story beats of the very first movie is that Vin Diesel is afraid to drive the charger because his dad died in it. Um, his dad was, like, racing fair. one day and something Lucky went wrong. Fair. And he slammed into a wall. Which, like, fucking awful. But, uh, so that's the only thing we know about the dad. In addition to Vin Diesel was saying that um, his dad would go to church, come back from church, and then make a barbecue for everyone who had also gone to church. And he's like, if you didn't go to church, you didn't get any barbecue. Um, so, like, real Christian in that household. Uh, but that's that's the only thing we know about, like, fucking Vin Diesel's family in this goddamn movie, or in this franchise. Uh up until the fucking masterpiece of 2020, the best video game ever made, uh, Fast and Furious Crossroads, where there is a single line after the opening mission where the fucking villain that you've just run over is like, I'm part of this organization. And Michelle Rodriguez's character is like, what the fuck is that? And Vin Diesel just says, my father told me about them once. They're a super, they're a super secret like criminal, or, or, yeah, criminal syndicate that dates back to ancient Rome. And like... There's nothing else. Like, you don't fucking know how his dad knows that. And in this movie, they're like, they introduce John Cena, who's the villain. And he's like, they're like, who is this man? And someone says, he's Dom's brother. And not even like his older brother. Like, this is Dom's little brother. And he says in the movie, I lived my entire life in your shadow. Which, 
again, we meet these characters when they're like 25 at most. What? <laughs> yeah. Like the franchise has been going on for 20 years and we're going to, we're going to say that they've been 25 the entire time. No, 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 not, not the entire, not the entire time. I'm just taking this back to the first movie. When we, in, when we meet these characters, we meet them when they're pretty young. Where the fuck is the little brother been this whole time? <laughs> Jail. Sure. He's just like, I Bro, it has to, they're going to be like, I just got out of state penitentiary. I've been in there since I was 18. There's no way it's got, he's going to be like, I was spec ops like the whole time, like, or some shit like that. They never <laughs> mentioned the brother. And there's like, I was working in dad's mechanic shop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like, I was they, at the barbecue. They don't mention him like at all. And then they bring him back for the, then they mention they introduce the character here. Um, <laughs> so bringing back a character though. Uh, God, I fucking love the Fast and Furious franchise. I can't believe I'm caping this hard this fucking late at night for it. Um, so uh, they inter- they bring back a character from Tokyo Drift, who, by the way, is the best character that Fast and Furious franchise has ever had. Uh, Han Lu, played by Sung Kang. Best character in the whole fucking franchise. Uh, they killed him off at- in Fast and Furious 3, and they're like, ah, oh, fuck, that was a stupid move. And so, like, the next three movies take place before Tokyo Drift just so that they could have this character back. And uh, they kill him. Like, they eventually they have to fucking make a movie after Tokyo Drift. And so, like, in Furious 7, they really drive home the point that Han is dead again. And then in this this trailer, they just reveal that he's back. Like, they don't, they don't <laughs> explain how he's back, which I'm sure will get explained in the movie. But... I'm like, why would you put that in a trailer? It's, it's artificial intelligence. Yeah. He is, he is, he is, um, he is, um, fucking, uh, uh, fuck, what's that movie called? Ex Machina? <laughs> it's just, it's just the fucking, the, like, <laughs> this is so ugly. It's so fucking wild. And like, I don't know why you would put that reveal in a trailer. Like, it's like the fucking Darth Maul double lightsaber reveal for Phantom Menace back in the day where... They revealed that in a trailer, and everyone was like, well, why the fuck would you do that? Like, that would have been such a hype moment seeing that in the theater. And seeing this man come, like, walking back from the dead in the theater would have been fucking crazy. But uh, instead... What if this isn't the big reveal? God, I... There has to be something else. And, like... What if they just laid it all out there? That'd be so bad if they just laid it all out there right there. But, like, the... I'd be so disappointed. The crazy thing is... I don't even give a fuck. They were... (laughs) The the craziest part about that is that like they were leaving decent breadcrumbs that like Han would come back without ever like showing him because this is also the first time since uh, Tokyo Drift's stock footage and like a single thirty second scene in fa- uh, the seventh movie that any character from Tokyo Drift has made a return and we see them like interacting with the fucking the Fast and Furious family. So, you know, like, it's not just stock footage this time. And so, like, they're leaving these breadcrumbs, and they're just like, oh, yeah, Han's back. Don't ask how. Magnets. And it's just... Fuckers are going to space. Ludacris and fucking Tyrese are in a space shuttle. Fucking duct-taping their flight suits together. Like, it's... God, this movie looks like a fucking shit show. And I'm so excited. Uh, neither of the characters introduced in Crossroads, which is supposed to be a canon game and, like, have bearing on the story, have made an appearance. <laughs> I just want to point, put that out there. That Vin Diesel stopping a space shuttle from slamming into a fucking oil refinery 
is a canon event in the Fast and Furious universe, but it has no bearing on this movie. That's a very nice keyboard, Jordy. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Did is that the one that like you ordered fucking six months ago? A year ago, yes. Yeah. Have you have you officially put it together? Like soldered all of it? Don't have to. It's hot swap. Oh fuck yeah! You want to hear it? Yes. I can't hear it. That's the point. Nice. I got quieter switches. I'm so proud of you. My coworkers were complaining. <laughs> but yeah, like, no, you're so I'm... handsome and you're so good at your job, but it's that keyboard, man. It's holding <laughs> you back. I have said all that needs to be said about the Fast and Furious Nine trailer. And That's a lie. More. I I could keep saying I could keep talking about it, but like I've taken up too like much of our time. Easy. TZ just tunes out when it comes to fun stuff. Like, he's just like, he's just, oh, my name's TZ. I just cross my arms, and I just sit there in my cardigan and think about golf all day. Yeah, shut up. The Fast and Furious movies are so fucking fun. Like, the goofier and more idiotic they become, like, the more enjoyable they are. Where's my green jacket, huh? <laughs> You want you want to introduce this next topic, huh? Since you thought oh. of it, three three under this last weekend on the back nine. <laughs> Where's my green jacket? <laughs> Shut up, Teasy. Go fit some clubs, bitch. Go, Go box fit some clubs. <laughs> send me a send me a box of irons. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> box of irons. You would never use them. I've so let you in know, a little secret. <laughs> I've been thinking about getting back in the golf. Like, it's so but I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared because I know I'll get obsessed with it. It'll be like the only thing I want to do. And I'm just like, am I ready to take back the throne from TZ? Because it's in me. It's in me. Like, I was, I'm day one, man. Day one, bro. I was little on the course, dude. I was little. Little. <laughs> All right. So yesterday, uh, Something that Teezy likes to do is uh, once uh, spring comes around, he'll start following a couple of the MLB accounts on Twitter and send me <laughs> clips acting like he actually gives a fuck about the sport. And I'll be like, Teezy, I know I like keep up. I listen to podcasts. I watch the games. Uh, I support my teams. Like We're number one in the whole league. We're your teams. <laughs> the, the Dodgers and the Yankees. <laughs> 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 and uh, so... He sent me a clip of this dude that hit a home run from the from the I think it was the Marlins, right? Yes. And he uh, and at the end of the home run trot, trot he uh, hit a little James Harden Euro step and then landed safely on home plate, which made me like start thinking, like when, like how high up in the ranks of like sporting, like specific things does hitting a home run rank? Because like you can look so cool. You can look so cool when you hit a home run because you can hit them with a bat flip. Like hit, okay. Like the number, like what's the coolest that you can look doing, like hitting a home run? Like if you making it look nonchalant. So you would hit the home run, you would flip the bat like super casually, right? Maybe not even that. So think of like Griffey. You gotta flip the bat. Think of Griffey though, right? Think of Griffey swinging it and just dropping it and and like walking. Okay, a drop is pretty cool too. A drop's cool. Okay, so, like, but what if it's, like, the pitcher is just going at him, and, like, he hits it out, just smacks it. It's, like, the first run of the whole game 
at a crucial time. See, I, like and the, I think that's what it depends, right? It depends on if it's early in the game or late in the game. Late in the game, I think a bat flip would be, like, monumental, right? Yo, bat, flips like, cool. bat flips are cool no matter what. Because right? I, I was watching a game last night, and, like, Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> hit a home sure. run in the seventh inning to tie the game. And, like, was, like, super hyped about it. Like, looked cool as fuck, right? So, like, the, him hitting a home run there versus him hitting the... A, that was his second home run of the game. So him hitting a home run in the third inning, right? It wasn't like he didn't give like as much emotion when he hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But in terms of like the pantheon of like looking cool. So like what are like the other. So what is closely related in other sports? I so like even like in terms of like looking cool, you know what I mean? Like so like so like what's the scale? Because. Cause like the home run is just like, like you're saying the nonchalant, you can look so cool nonchalantly. Like once you just fucking nail it out of the park and then they just like drop the bat and they just start walking. Mm-hmm. Like that's so cool. Like, I, you, like I, I was going to say that like, it's the after effect that like really, or like what happens after that really determines how cool a home run is. Because like, if you just start walking around the bases, like, like you fucking own that shit. Like, yeah, that's cool as shit. But if you're doing like that white person, like, Oh shit! The fucking lights turning, or like about to change, and I gotta fucking get across the the street. If you do that kind of run, like all the way around the bases, you're just kind of like, all right. Well, like what you did was cool, but this is kind of doofy looking. So you don't see that very often, but you do see that every once in a while, where a guy would hit a home run and does like actually like sprint yeah. around the bases, <laughs> and it's actually kind of funny because it is so rare. See, and that it made me start to think like it's so cool and it's like you, baseball has like so many like little moments that are just so cool in like that dead fucking like pace of the game yeah. and everything because it's just like there's so much standing around there's so much that just doesn't happen but like when it does happen it's just like oh shit and then everyone's like oh fuck because, <laughs> I mean well in because like okay hold on because like a no hitter is not cool I don't know. No. I just I watched the last inning of one the other night as well too. So I mean, it's not cool. It's I I think that it's pretty fucking hard to do. But it's not cool. It doesn't I guess. look cool. It yeah. doesn't look cool to the to the average like watcher. Oh, it's here boring. we go. <laughs> it's it's a boring affair because nothing is happening. It, it only gets so like the problem with the no hitter is it's not exciting until the seventh inning. Because yes. then you're just like, oh, fuck, now he's, not, now he's getting a no-hitter. Like, like, up to that point, we ain't seen shit. Right. <laughs> we haven't seen shit happen in the game. Well, like so I said, it, it takes a lot like, of game to get interesting. To the, in the game that like, I was watching there, too, like, he had a perfect game, which is even more rare than a no-hitter. Hey, he hit that foot. And he fucked it up. <laughs> he didn't want it bad enough. He fucked it up he it by it hitting enough. the dude in the foot. He didn't uh, want it enough, TZ. That's the problem. He, he, he laughed after it. it. He, he, you should have <laughs> seen. His, out there? <laughs> you should have seen his face after him. he hit it too. He's like, mm, "Shit, all right." Well, oh well. <laughs> He's just it's like, like, it's it's one of the coolest things of like camaraderie in sports too. Is the way that like the, the rest of the team starts to rally behind the pitcher mm-hmm. to make sure that they keep the the no hitter or the perfect game going. It's so cool how like they get like behind the team because baseball's so weird because it's like an individual sport hidden within a team sport. Because it's like each person goes up and bats by themselves, and it's not like it's not like you run plays together to like 
four guys that are right. out there doing something together and but it's like you take turns and you go around and do shit. You should have like individual stuff with like offense, but like a coordinated defense. You should yeah. have seen the defensive play Jose Abreu had in the top of the ninth to get the first out. It w- he had to like slide in the first base to get that first out, and it was like a bang bang play. So like stuff like that, like it's so like it's so exciting, and like there there are things about baseball that obviously I understand why people like don't aren't interested in the game or don't like want to watch baseball games because yes there's a lot of dead time it's not like things happening constantly but like jordan said there are a lot of really cool things like that happen within the game whether it's a home run celebration or it's a it's a really like hard play like a a diving play or just like a a quick like um, ground ball to middle and the shortstop has to like do like a little turn to, to actually get it to first base like there's so much athleticism with on a baseball field that you would never think hey, actually down. happens slow down <laughs> athleticism come on cc had a long career bud <laughs> one thing that like i will say about baseball. T- tell me tell me that you're gonna throw baseball that hard that long in a career Cheesy. We're, how many times do we have to rehash this topic about how I would have been better at baseball than you if I just like stuck to it? Like, we're not gonna keep bringing it up. I know how much you want to prop me up as like your god and shit like that. Like, but you can relax. Like we, like everyone knows you can relax. But I gotta say, postseason baseball is so lit. I actually really enjoy postseason baseball, especially when it's like super tense. It's super fun. I really enjoy it. I actually don't understand why it's not more popular. It's like the perfect sport for you to just sit and play on your phone the entire time. Because nothing happens, and then something happens, and you just watch the replay. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like you just sit there. You just hear. You hear like you hear like the crack of the bat, and then you just look up, and then you see it, and then you can just go back to playing on your phone the rest of the time until you hear it again. <laughs> it's like the perfect sport for like this generation, where you just play on your phone the entire time and just sit it on in the background. Baseball is very much like soccer. Where it's the threat of scoring that gets exciting, and not necessarily like the score itself, but like the threat of scoring is like when you're when you're supposed to start getting excited. Well, and it's and it's it's changed so much like within the last handful of years in terms of like what is actually a threat in scoring because you I mean in the past it used to be you have like three or four guys that were like a home run threat. Now everybody is a fucking home run threat because that's what people have prioritized in terms of trying to attempt to score. You're trying to hit the ball in the air. You're trying to hit over the fence. So literally guys one through nine have the ability to do that. And that is so different than how baseball has been in the past. So there's, there's still this big fight in terms of like, all right, is baseball now good or is the style of baseball now bad for the sport? Imagine this style in the early 2000s. Holy fuck. Like, everyone's just roided up, so yeah, and this, everyone's just like, nah, fuck it, home runs. That's it. This style in the steroid era would be crazy. Be just weird. <laughs> Tri- I would say, that's, like... That's the only real era of baseball, besides when uh, Babe Ruth played in Ted, Ted Williams. Like, other than ba- that, it's, just, it's a fucking... Babe monster. Ruth the murderer. Hey, 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 don't say that. <laughs> Don't, don't don't fucking out my goat like that. My second goat. My third goat. Third goat. I say <laughs> one of the goat. best ways Fourth to get goat. people into baseball though <laughs> is to like have them watch it live. Have have them in a stadium. You have to bring them to a game. You yeah. have to. It's so fun. 
It, I, being I in a stadium, the stadium is so and being protected. Fun. I brought Jordan to a game and uh, changed his life. It was hot. <laughs> no. It's so fun. Like some of my favorite memories are like going to Cubs games in Wrigley Field. Like that shit's so fucking cool. But if we want to, if we want to improve baseball, I say that we like fucking take some influence from hockey and players on the field like out there on the field can just start fucking throwing hands with each other if they get angry with one another like i got I you out like, no i, I, no, like I didn't. They just get up and they just start fucking gloves off and like that huh yeah <laughs> fucking rolling around out there in the grass staining up their fucking uniforms oh that that's the one part of baseball that really bothers me is like dirty clothes <laughs> Just not a fan. <laughs> I'm just like, man, that would be such a bitch to wash when you take it home. Well, they're not washing them, so I mean. I know, but it really bothers me. I'd be like, fuck, I got all this shit on me and I have to sit here and play nine more in or eight more innings? Like, fuck that. Take me home. <laughs> take, me <laughs> take me home. <laughs> um, I, it really just turned into us sucking off baseball. <laughs> makes me so happy. Uh, I'm I'm out, I'm not ready to talk about this. It's fine, but we can keep it. Okay, so what Twitter segment into TZ just fails everything at life again segment. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, my phone unlocks. Shit. I really gotta get a new phone. This fucker's been fighting me with everything. Shit. Bit. <laughs> All right, you you ready for me to start reading these off, Jordy? KTVU tweets, airlines pulled dozens of Boeing Max 737s out of service for inspections after the aircraft maker told them about a possible electrical problem, the latest setback for the plane. Redacted quote tweeted saying, landed the hardest you can without breaking the wheels off coming back into Minneapolis one time. Probably this model. Should we go to schoolhouse grocery? Must pinpoint the location of such Archean, Archean load deposits? There's a question mark in the tweet itself. But it's not at the end? It, no, it's, it's at the end. I just don't know how to say Archean. I'm assuming it's Archean? 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 Sure. Please don't report me. Oh. <laughs> uh, I thought about it. I'm just kidding. I would never. It. I would never. I would never. I would never. No, that's, we, that's our goat. Yeah, th- this man deserves a fucking Pulitzer Prize. Uh, Multiple. The Citizen Reporter Prize. tweets, Looting in progress. More insanity at Dollar Tree located at 6800 North Humboldt Ave in Brooklyn Center. Just one block from the BCPD station. Redacted quote tweeted saying, Being wild in the city like this would have been a dream come true at 18 to 20, but now <laughs> I would do it for the Dollar Tree 3 liter orange or root beer soda. Wish I was good at giving pet names. Some people are really good at it. I thought that one was fire. It was good. Thought that was, I thought that was a great tweet. Yeah, I'm still a growing boy too. <laughs> Ayo, sis, let me get a hair tie. I miss chatting with my dear River slash Grand Rapids friend. We only FaceTimed and messaged, but never saw each other in person. I have a hard time telling between pink and red colors and would have never bought the pack of underpants with the pretty pink panties. Website said they were some type of funky red, though. You, you got a question, Jordan? What the fuck? <laughs> that one's just... 
I got no answers for you, dog. <laughs> He's just the goat. That's that's it. Like, what do you do? Where's all your men? Aosis, <laughs> <laughs> we got snacks and food at the house. House is spelled H A U S. Was he on an Aosis bender? Sure. Please don't tell me that was one of my uncles biking around town with a fedora, backpack, and a paddle lock slash wire cutter. And Professional behavior. Yeah. And uh, we're going to end with this, which might be my favorite tweet he has ever made. On the western shores of Red Lake, an eagle watched a young man walk down the road with a telescope chainsaw. He trudged through thigh-high ditch water and climbed through trees to remove a black garbage bag about 20 feet high. It bothered him to see it sit in the tree like a bad medicine bundle. How the hell he fit all that in a tweet? I... He did. It's beautiful. <laughs> how did he do it? He did. I, look, man, I don't know. If, you know how he fucking types. Like, you know, he just drops out fucking vowels and sometimes consonants. <laughs> They, it's like he has a hole in his pocket, and every once in a while, it just drops out a letter <laughs> when he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> like spare change. But yeah, that's, that's all he gave us this week. But that, that last one, I think, is... Holy f- fucker, he did so many lines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is by far the longest tweet he has ever given us, I think. Alright, TZ, ready? No. I'm not. I'm scared. Too bad. Um, I, I I am unprepared. Uh, you, you can't prepare. <laughs> Last week, uh, TZ had a ah, mediocre uh, showing with uh, 15 points. Uh, still doesn't top the week prior where he had 26 points. But we are once again going back into our favorite segment of the night. Uh, TZ does the guessing of songs that he should know segment segment every song <laughs> he gets three songs and he has to guess title artist album if he gets all three that's 10 points if he gets one that's three points he gets three guesses on each category each incorrect guess takes a point away from that category tz are you ready no glad you got a lot of confidence first song I can't hear it clearly. We're coming through now? Yep. Easy. I'm taking my time. Cooler than the polar bear's toenails. Oh, hell, there he go again. Talking that shit. I struck a nerve. Come on, Cheesy. This shit's in your blood. It's in my blood. Yeah, you listen to this a lot. I know you did. Mr. Pickles, can you believe that? He was referencing the dog cartoon on Adult Swim. Cheesy. Don't know hands in the hair and wave them like you just don't pay And if you like fishing grits and I know. You know the song. I know. 
I know I do. Well, do you know the artist? Uh, Outcast. You gonna lock it in? Yes. You got the artist correct. Uh, song. I'm gonna go with AC Elliott. You lock that in? Yes. That is correct. I am gonna go with the same title of the album. AC Elliott. Lock it in. And- oh my god, that's a perfect score! Oh I get to use the round of applause sound effect. Hell yeah. There was a a clear absence of that in the last week's episode because (laughs) TZ McTeezerson did not get a correct, perfect score. But today, he does on the classic song, AT Aliens by Outkast, off of AT Aliens' album, came out in 1996, clear classic album. (sighs) TZ, how does it feel to get the first song? I mean, it's it's just a relief, honestly. It's it's like a weight lifted off my shoulders, and I feel like uh, I'm much more confident rolling into these next two songs. It's great. Any 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 comments from the from the peanut gallery? Is that confidence deserved, or will it be dashed in the next fucking three minutes? We find out I, together. You're giving me three minutes. I felt like that, that was a really good song. I thought that was a good song where you probably had to rack your brain, but you knew it from the get-go type one. So now here's song number two. Kanye West, lock it in. It's off of Yeezus, lock it in. That's wrong. It's cutting in and out. Yeah. Is it cutting in and out? Yeah. Okay. Might need to fix the sound. It makes sense though. Yeah. Gonna fix sound. Yeah. Once like the note gets too high, like it just cuts out. How about now? Now it's good. Bad bitch, you did that. Get stacks, dry cars, whip out, bitch out, tits out. Oh shit, my dick got kicked stuck right now. Fuck, kiss the fuck right now. This is not obvious. You're right. You got you got a little head of yourself, huh? You were feeling yourself. I was. You you get you get you get the first song right. You think that you're fucking. I told you I had confidence. Crazy that you Napster. What a reference. Wait, you said that a whole party. We already shut down the whole party. Clearly. Right by yourself. Right by yourself. Right now. He, he fucking knows the bars though. <laughs> he knows bad songs, man. <laughs> it's off T-Lop. <sighs> What's that album? There's a, there's only one T-Lop I subscribe to. One T-Lop series. <laughs> the life of Pablo. Okay, yeah, the bad T-Lop. Yep. <laughs> that the one. That, are you gonna lock that in? Yes. Okay. That's a, what is that, a nice two-pointer right there? Yeah. We're up to five. You had a baseline jumper on it because you fucking bricked the three. <laughs> but I don't remember the name of this fucking song. How? That's, that's That was the entire song. How? I know. <laughs> I'm um, sorry, do you want me to run it back? Because it was a short one. No. Um, Are you sure you don't want to hear that intro again? Gosh, shit. 
This is when we knew he was gonna fucking vote red. <laughs> crazy thing is, you're not wrong. What's crazy is Tyler the Creator actually like tore up this beat. Like the freestyle he does is so crazy too. Is this is a, this beat's crazy? This uh, I, I'm gonna lock in the song literally called Freestyle. I don't know if I can accept that. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> because it's it's only half right. <laughs> Please don't make me give half points. <laughs> I said half right. Low boozy with the wipe down, man. I've been thinking about incorporating wipe down, wipe me down into a couple songs. I've been uh, free, 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 <laughs> freelancing and writing in my in my head while I'm on the treadmill. A lot of them involve getting head, <laughs> as they should. I don't know what else. To... Then how? How's that fucking last night? I can't give you it because it's not like right, right, but you're so close. It's crazy how designer had a better verse. Crazy how this album fucked up designer's whole shit. I know, they stole fucking Panda from him. It, it killed designer's whole fucking momentum. I don't know. I don't even, I don't even, I can't even have another, I don't even know what I would guess. All I know is it's some sort of freestyle. That's all I know. You don't want to use your lifeline on this one? Yeah. I'm scared. Last time I tried to use my fucking freestyle, it was no help. I No, last time I tried to use the freestyle, I couldn't use the... I couldn't use his fucking lifeline. Right? I was so mad. He's got, he's got freestyle on his mind. He really does. I couldn't use my lifeline last time, so I don't even know when I can use it. Well, you can use it this time because I didn't fucking suggest this song. He didn't pick a single song. It was all me, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Number one champ, baby. Song guru, baby. I will say Pop it's probably champ. in your best interest to use me here because I do know this song. Well, then I'm going to use my lifeline then. Freestyle 4. <laughs> Is that right? I don't know. You got to lock it in. You got to trust your fucking guy. That's not my... I can't lock it in for my fucking lifeline. My lifeline oh, locks it in. That's how lifelines work. Haven't you ever watched like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? They call the lifeline. They ask the lifeline for like the answers, but then they have to like confirm if they want to go with that answer. All right, I'm gonna confirm freestyle four. That is correct. Tz, I-, <laughs> I told you I couldn't give you just freestyle. That's not the name of it. It's I- freestyle four. I-, I wanted to say either part two or part four, but I didn't know which one. I would. I would. The first one. I. I know. I. That's. That's why I didn't want to say it because I was like, "Fuck, I. I can't." How many points is that one then? Uh, well, he got one wrong, so probably eighteen, because he got all three right. But he got one wrong on the um the album and then the song title. Well, you're you're giving me one wrong for for saying freestyle. Yeah. So yeah, eighteen, because otherwise it'd be a perfect (laughs) ten. Come on, TZ baby. What are you talking about, baby? You ready for this next song, baby? Sure. This is, I think I need to change it. Filibuster. I think he'll get this one. It's too easy. Wow. 
<laughs> well, I was wow. hoping you'd get more wrong. Wow. So we I don't, like, we don't want we way. don't want to see success Fine. on the fucking podcast. All right, third song. Never had shit. Never knew shit. J I D. Never. I was the never story. Yeah, see, that's why I was like, ah! damn, because I Let's knew. Let's go! <laughs> we didn't even get fucking ten seconds. That's right. I wanted to listen yeah. to. That's twenty-eight points, though. Twenty-eight. That's a real record. Do we gotta make it harder or do we gotta keep it easy? Like, I don't know. I don't know the line. So, we were so gonna... close to a perfect run, but homie got overzealous and then could not remember Freestyle 4. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. I was extremely nervous because I thought you were gonna pull a Brockhampton song from one of the Saturation <laughs> albums, and I was like, fuck, I don't know any fuck of those no. songs. Nah, no, I Is that know. Why so you went like... back and listen to them? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. So, they... there's like a balance in my head of what I know you're gonna know. For certain, and what's like, you have no shot. Like when Tyrell sends me songs, I'm just like, no shot in hell. Like he won't even guess a single fucking part of it, and that's not fun. Like if I, I can just play shit that I listen to and be like, what is this, Tran Ha? Yeah. What is this? This is EBK Youngin from Detroit off his single. Well, like, I mean, to be to be fair, you know, like that last one was like is like the only song I would have ever known off of that project. Yeah, I uh, see. I I thought about some other ones, but I was like, I don't know if you'll know the title. And then I was like, I don't know if he'll know the song. But that was my that was my lip because I knew you weren't gonna get the title for the Kanye song for sure. Yeah. And then the first one was just like a feeler. It was like a feeler pitch. I don't know how you're gonna swing on that one. <laughs> and you fucking it depends on the day. <laughs> but but I knew you weren't gonna get the title on that one. And you're just lucky that Tyrell looked up the entire track list and was listening to the song so that he could help you. So, I mean, what are you gonna do? It's a lifeline, baby. That's why I got my lifelines for. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, TZ should have had zero points, but he ends up with fucking 28. <laughs> zero points. <laughs> mm, mm, let's go! A great day for TZ! And it should also be a great day for y'all. Uh, if you're if you're listening, we know you enjoy us, and so why don't you go and support us by five star reviews everywhere, Apple, Spotify, uh, Google. It don't matter where we're at. You might as well just give us the the top of the line, because without without your without your love, without without your feedback, uh, without your support, this this podcast would not be continuing as it is today. And so, please uh, find it in your heart to uh, to to share us. Um, you know, whether it's a, a school forum or uh, it's the discussion board uh, <laughs> at your forum. college classes. You look, at, you look at Blackboard, and it's just links to our podcast. <laughs> you go to the fucking school-sponsored talking circle, and like it gets what? around to you, and you just start fucking proselytizing the gospel of the color theory. You go to your youth pastor. You, you, you youth pastor. You go to your fucking group. You don't even start with a prayer. You just start playing. <laughs> they, they hear the latest episode. No, the no, music no, no. starts. Pl- no, they start. They start with a prayer. It's just it's your boy Teezy, aka being wheezy, and like everyone just chimes in. Everyone joins in, and it's just a chorus. Just, <laughs> Sky has a fat cooch. <laughs> In the name of the fathers, in the name, 
in the name of the TZ. <laughs> Tyree Irving. <laughs> Holy Yosh. Uh, your local school board meetings. Literally, just go to the city hall meetings. There's already been crazy shit happening at the city hall meetings here. So I might as well go in and just plug the podcast on live stream. <laughs> literally, Mahoney, I have I have an agenda item I would like to bring forth. I've heard of color theory podcast. Now, I know, I know, I know. A lot of you might be amateur artists out there. You might have, you might have decided that, hey, you know what? Biology is tough. I like to draw. I'll just take four years of this. <laughs> you might be, <laughs> you might be one of those people out there that understands like Kiwi saturations. But hey, you listen to saturation one, two, or three. What did you take away from that? Nothing. You want something that's gonna actually teach you some fucking theory? <laughs> I got a podcast for you. Color theory pod. You got it. There's a color Nostradamus on there, motherfucker. This motherfucker, he comes into the podcast, no idea. Not a goddamn clue. He's colorblind. No idea what the fuck's going on. But he can be spot on with the color. I'm not colorblind. Whatever, whatever gets brought to his face. He is so colorblind. He well, actually, he 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 was like one of those people that says like he doesn't see color, but like he broke out of it in college halfway through. So once I started that art minor, man, it changed my life. <laughs> so how of a narrative we're painting of TZ? All, all, the, all TZ's life, he had to fight. All my life, money, fight. Back my life or die. Yeah, you know what Kendrick used to say. Pray my dick <laughs> get bigger so the Eiffel Tower. You know? <laughs> the problem with that was TZ was a toy replica. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know but we should see replicas of those five star reviews uh literally no matter where you go and so uh, uh follow us at <laughs> fuckers aren't just leaving a real review they're just posting up five stars somewhere in their house taking a picture <laughs> of it and tweeting it out that five star review you guys wanted and it's on a fucking apple <laughs> it's on an apple <laughs> We, we, I, it's, I did it on my Apple device. We gotta wrap this five shit stars, up. Five stars, man. <laughs> five stars, man. We're barely on the five stars, rails baby. At this point. <laughs> Apple Apple Podcast, baby. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at ColorTheoryPod. You know, I tweet every once in a while, but you know, just it would I would it would literally warm my heart if you just literally followed us. So please. He messaged me and he's like, he messaged me and he's like, if you got bad hip hop takes, just send them to me and I'll tweet them out. But I'll clean them up a bit. <laughs> You want you want to tell the people what you said? I was like, I think I said that Gunna looks like a Warhammer beetle. <laughs> that was the take. And then you're like, you're like, because this was at the point where you said you'd clean it up. So he just quote, he puts in quotes, Gunna looks like a Warhammer beetle. See, easy enough. <laughs> Fucker quotes in verbatim. <laughs> Talk about cleaning it up. <laughs> Didn't even throw in an SAT word to make it seem smarter. Just like he's just like, nah, that's good. It was already perfect. Uh, Yosh, <laughs> Yosh, you perfect. You my god. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you, ever, you, you you missed out when we used to live together, and like so every night, um, before bed, we would hold like mini mass. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> mini mass. Tz would genuflect towards me. Towards the TV. <laughs> and, you know, we, 
We did open up. With, we'd open up with three minutes of an opening song. Generally, it was walk leash walk while I did circles. We'd have our opening prayer to me, of course, or Tz would Tz would recite the prayer that he had written down from the day or the day before, depending on how busy he was. But he would always <laughs> say his prayer to me. Then I would go on my lectures, you know, where I have to talk about things that are relevant in my life and stuff. Then I would also plug in my Fuck Teasy, the mixtape series, halfway through his search. <laughs> I forgot about that mixtape. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that mixtape series. <laughs> I was, we, we were getting up there. I was in the 50 range. But, you know, like, <laughs> the track lists were very elaborate. I had well thought out songs, man. Fuck TZ. Fuck TZ and his family. <laughs> Fuck TZ. Fuck the way TZ vacuums this place. Fuck the way TZ does dishes. Like, there's, there's a whole. To Fuck TZ can't make it. He's not automatic from one step in to the half court. Like, we had, we, we had a fucking track. List. It was like a low B mixtape every single time. <laughs> but uh, then we'd close mass, and then he'd just he'd do the sign of the cross towards me, and we'd go to bed. You know, it's a nightly ritual. I mean, it's hard. It's hard being a leader. It's hard being the apple of someone's eye. It's hard being a role model. Like, I know a lot of you don't understand what it's like to have to lead people. Like, I get it. I get why Moses was pissed half the time. I like. <laughs> I get why it's tough to be like El Presidente. <laughs> like my tropical, tropical? <laughs> my my tropical island. I killed three hundred people because I didn't have health care. <laughs> like you guys gotta understand. Like I got a lot on my plate. I got a lot on my mind. Like I got so much shit to do. Like my mind is like a goddamn hurricane of ideas and stuff going around. Doctors say that is a little ADHD, but I like to think of it as me truly unlocking <laughs> the master key to the universe whenever I think. Thanks for coming out. We gotta fucking wrap <laughs> this bitch up. Fuck, we gotta fucking go. Hey, 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 follow my call at... <laughs> follow my call. <laughs> we'll see you next week. I got I got cult leader tendencies. That's all I'm learning. Bye-bye now. Heaven's Gate 2, more gates. <laughs> you don't wanna smoke. Please don't take me for a joke. I just really need you close, yeah. But you gotta let me know, yeah. You don't wanna smoke, yeah. I just really need you close, yeah But you gotta let me know, yeah We're done in your bitch and like, hey, how you doing? Run up your done, I'm sorry, I'm so stupid I hate it, I'm talking, I'd rather just do it Search and find, please rewind, you're my kind I'm in the gadget like, yeah, she went to college and got her pay I'm your idol, pistol sing, I'm so full, I got angel wings Really, I'm lost, I know what to say Man, if she hit you like these times a day Emotions and fun and I'm summoning away I said,